previously on the Simply Human Podcast. Now, I already have a good question for, for both of you. And, uh, yeah, sure. I'm sorry to cut you off. Are you going to make up a lie about them like I did? <laughs> <laughs> so both of you guys are from the moon. Tell me about that. Um, it's episode 31 of the Simply Human Podcast with your hosts, Mark and Rick, two human beings being human. Our goal is to help you understand how humans are designed to eat, sleep, move, and enjoy, and how you can start living more like a human today. On today's show, it's a conversation with the most famous caveman in modern times, author of the Paleo Manifesto and Harvard grad, John Durant. Then it's another edition of the Humans Being Human segment with part two of Childhood Memories with my brother, Jeff, and we'll wrap up with our Simply Human Tip of the Week. How are you, Rick? I'm great. How are you, Mark? I'm doing good. I'm doing a lot better since we actually have a few reviews to read. That is true. We have... Uh, I can't week, believe we got, it. We got three more reviews this week, and uh, I must say in our uh, listenership, I'm rather disappointed that I don't have at least someone taking me up on the, the, just the review with just the word poop. <laughs> or butt. Or, or butt. Yeah. Either one would, would be fine, but uh, we have three new reviews. Would you like me to read them now? Uh, please. By the way? Okay. Uh, this is from uh, a review from someone at... I'm not sure how you say this. Uh, ch- Chouinard, C-H-O-U-A-N-A-R-D. Uh, so, sorry for not even making a, <laughs> a even good close. faith attempt at saying your yeah. name. But uh, the quote, the review is, with a blend of entertaining and inspirational interviews with some of the leading names in the community, along with a great mix of informative information, real-world application, and humorous banter. <laughs> <laughs> it takes me back to a night of cutting up with my buddies. That's actually, the, I think, the tone we're going for, for yes, the most part. Yes. The Simple Human Podcast has quickly become one of my favorites. If you're on a quest to become the healthiest version of yourself, you'll want to check out this podcast. That last sentence pretty much encapsulates what we're trying to do here. The Boom. healthiest version of yourself. Yes. So thank you. Thank you. Uh, the next one is from DMR at 415. Sounds like a fake name. I have been listening to all the big name Paleo World podcasts for about a year and a half and have heard the everyday Paleo folks recently mention how funny you guys were. As a working mother of three, I needed funny. I started listening a couple of weeks ago and appreciate your approach and sense of humor in the midst of solid information. I especially like when you ask guests to name something they enjoy. A great way to end the interview. Thanks for making me laugh. You're welcome, DMR. And, uh, Unless that's more. a robot. That's not a fake name if maybe that's a robot. I am DMR. <laughs> yes. And this one is from Wall E. <laughs> yeah. uh, and the last one is from Geek Input. Uh, just very short. Keep up the good work. You guys deliver the message in a very funny but educational way. Love it. So I'd like to tell our friend Jeff Spakes, who told us that we were not hilarious, <laughs> just like, quote unquote, possibly uh, marginally, I'm paraphrasing, uh, yeah. might all almost be slightly entertaining. That's three reviews in a row that mention how funny we are. I am the person in charge of funny on the show, yes. so you're welcome. Well, and I Mr. will Spakes. I will point out that the first probably eight reviews all had some sort of personal connection to us, whether it was yes. us or a friend. Yeah, it, it's it, it was either us, like using a fake name, or a friend, or like me telling my wife, like, dude, you have to make a review, please, just yeah. say something. These I don't know who these three yeah, people are, awesome, so that's awesome. really actually I think that's rather flattering. Yeah. Three people that we possibly don't know. Who at least didn't let us know, hey, I'm making a review of your podcast. Like, uh, hey, that's awesome. So thank you. Thank you very much, you three. Speaking of friends of the show, we are, and I mentioned this briefly at the end of the last show, but we are opening up the Humans Being Human segment to the the listener. If you have a, a Humans Being Human story that you want to share on the show, all you need is a Skype username. And a funny story. It could be funny. It could be embarrassing. It could be outrageous. It could be unbelievable. Something that's happened to you or someone you know. Uh, we would, you know, five to ten minute story. We would love to open that up and get our listeners uh, on the show. Yeah, that'd be awesome. So keep so, that in mind. So email email the show simplyhumanlifestyle at gmail dot com if you have, uh, or 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 Twitter me tweet tweeter me uh, or whatever. Um, real quick. Rick, uh, yes. every now and then we're going to have a, a new segment of the show called Rick's Cop Corner. Okay. And I, I, I have no problem being the answer ship to the community. Okay. Here. And if you have, not, if you have word, cop yeah. questions for Rick, you can email those as well. So here's my and cop make, question. Make sure they're all like, hey, why do you guys suck so hard? Yeah. That would yeah. be awesome. What's your favorite donut, pig? <laughs> <laughs> <What>? <laughs> Go. 
Continue. Actually, I'm sorry. That I, I I sort of wasted. That was my question. What What's your favorite donut pig? Oh, well, all of them. <laughs> okay, but really, expired registrations on cars. How? Yeah. How? Like, do you are you guys trained as like, for like a color? How do you? How can you pick Ugh. that out? Okay. Uh, there's two ways. Um, one in Texas, you have, and, and we have listeners that are in other states, but in Texas, you have the registration sticker on the front windshield of your car. It's in the uh, little bottom corner right. uh, on the driver's side. Yes. And above that is the inspection sticker. So there's two sp- two stickers, and each one of them have a uh, number. The left-hand number is for the number of the month, like 1 through 12, right. and the right-hand number is the last number of the year. Correct. So like if it, your car expired, for instance, expires uh, August 2014, the left will say 8, the bottom, the right number will say four. Right. And so, uh, theoretically, uh, and, and I've met cops that can do this. They can drive down the road and see these stickers. Yeah. Oh my God. I can't do that. I can't do it at okay, all. Okay, good. It's impossible. I it didn't know if there was like a, like some sort of scan. Cause I was driving down the highway and this cop passed me like going the other way and Dude. pulled me over for, and I'm going, how did you see that? That's- it's, it, it, to me, that is simply incredible the other way and that's the way that i do it and i would say that's pro- i mean you know my unscientific number my you know probably 80 percent or 89 probably closer to 90 percent. we run tags on our computers in our cars oh, okay uh, that's why you have to have a, a license plate on your car is so it can be publicly registered uh, publicly the registration can be checked by police officers otherwise you wouldn't need a license plate on your car huh. but i'll check in the you know in a given 12-hour shift i'll you know i could check up to you know 100 different car tags if I don't have anything else going on. And I'm checking for a variety of things. I'm checking really for three things. First, I want to see if the car is stolen. That's really what I'm after is good stuff. And secondly, if the uh, registration is up to date. And thirdly, uh, in Texas, we have a program where it can tell if your uh, car has insurance or not. Uh, so that's the really the well, three things I'm checking. So, like when you tags. when you put the driver the, the license plate in, it won't show whether or not there's a dead body in the car. Correct. Uh, no. Okay, good. Whew. Okay. I, I don't know how many times I've uh, let a car go probably with a, you know, that's actually like a common cop talk is like, man, I wonder how many times like yeah. I pulled somebody over for some mundane reason and there was a didn't kilo of heroin cars. or a dead body in the trunk and just because the person was a really cool customer and yeah. didn't arise any suspicion, we're like, all right, well, have fun with your five bagged up, chopped up corpses. Well, you do know have who, fun going to the state park. You do know who the greatest criminal is in the history of the world, right? Who's that? We don't know. Oh, wow. Very well done. That's Did how you know he was. Uh, and this is from when I worked in Oklahoma, some little classic lore. That's why uh, how Timothy McVeigh got pulled over is he didn't have a license plate on his car. Mm, That's it. Dummy. That's the only reason. He was and, asking uh, for it. The trooper that pulled him over, from my understanding, recognized him from like the, the, the cartoon sketch they made of him. And they're like, wait a minute. This looks like that fella they're looking for. <laughs> Turns out. Is that hey, how, that's how they awesome. talk in Oklahoma? <laughs> Uh, that actually is. Yeah, yeah. I, and that's right. how Son of Sam got caught is that somebody wrote him a parking ticket. Huh. Crazy. Well, okay. Thank you, Rick. Uh, Rick's Cop Corner. Um, okay, we mentioned the humans being human open. Uh, and just real quick before we before we proceed with John Durant, uh, I, we mentioned a few weeks ago biggest fears, and mine was getting bit in the middle of the <laughs> night on the undercarriage by a snake in the toilet. And you have been sending me... <laughs> Uh, and I, I'll link to this in the show notes, but you've been sending me articles and like the articles have links to other articles of people getting bit by snakes while sitting on the toilet. Well, it's just basic nightmare fuel for you. I know <laughs> yeah, that it's thanks. the worst nightmare. So when I see an article, like, uh, I, you know, I, I do a lot of reading. I would say I probably read close to like at least 400. 50% of all the articles on Huffington Post yeah. every day, just because I do a lot of reading. And, uh, Anytime I see one that you know it could be applicable to you know oh yeah Mark might want to tweet this out it's about you know an article about how sugar's bad for you an article about sleep or an article about you know decreasing stress I'll email those to you and like you know maybe you'll want to Facebook or tweet those out or what have you not those that's pure nightmare about like snakes in toilets it's like I have a almost have a like a Google alert for toilet snake (laughs) and so I'm sending you those last night I woke up before you even sent me this I woke up to use the restroom and I turned the alarm off. And went outside to pee. Are you being serious? Yes. Okay. That is, that is a very, by the way, it's rather primal of you to go outside to pee. Yeah, and I'm we endorsing that strategy now. Of that's the simply using human, the bathroom outdoors now. That's the simply human tip of the week. Take a dump <laughs> in the woods. Which actually is rather uh, 
clean and sterile thing. But anyway, okay, let's let's get on with with it and get to John Durant. Uh, you can find us online at simplyhumanlifestyle.com. The new Simply Human Moms tab is blowing up. My wife is uh, uh, writing. It really is blowing it's up. Like crazy. She's making me and you really more yeah. so you. Yesterday, she was like, wow. Like amateur hour here. Yeah, she was like, wow, this thing's already got 2,000 views. And I was like, well... You are uh, publishing. She just looks at you like, "Hey, how many until? How long until I'm supposed to get to like ten thousand or something?" You're yeah. like, "I don't." Years, know. <laughs> yeah, many years. <laughs> and then, okay, so that check that out. Really cool stuff. Uh, Simply Human Kids page is also there. I'm about to write an article. By the about. way, your wife is very funny. I, I, there's always like some lines, and your wife yeah. writes that make me laugh out loud. Yes, she is. Lol. I am funnier. Let's not forget that. No, you're not. Okay. I acquiesce. Um, I'm about to write an article about. I've been making uh, my own, ba- not my own, baby food for my my seven, almost seven month old. <laughs> my own baby food is really good. And, uh, I, put, and I put on a diaper and I roll around the floor and eat my own baby food. <laughs> it's a very primal. Uh, so I'm going to write an article about how it's way more, way cheaper to make your own and healthier. And then there's also links to the Facebook page, YouTube channel. Follow me on Twitter at simplyhuman52. I'm also on Instagram with that same handle. Email the show simplyhumanlifestyle at gmail.com. You can also email Rick at simplyhumanrick at gmail.com. And Rick, you are going to love the lineup of topics. You ready for this? Yes, I am. This is always, to me, very, very, very briefly. You watch Mad Men, right? I don't. Oh my God. I don't have cable. First of all, oh my God, that's true. Okay, everyone who watches Mad Men will understand this. They do, you know how like on shows, they do like, uh, after the show, they're like, next week on whatever show you're watching. Right. And they show like little clips. Well, the, the, the guy who does Mad Men, like, in, in, like intentionally makes them incredibly vague. Just like clips of like people turning around going, what? And it's like my wife's favorite part of the show. Like it's it's next week on Mad Men, and it show has nothing to do like, it never reveals anything that you're going to see next week. Well, that's, to me, like, almost what this is like. It's always very funny. Like, that's I, lo- I love to hear the, the upcoming list of topics. So, okay. go ahead. So, without further ado, here's John Durant, where we talk about... <laughs> this is crazy. Shaving body hair, confidence, <laughs> disgust, bodily fluids, <laughs> open wounds, eating boogers, Moses the microbiologist, infectious disease, Sunday school... Sex with animals, hand washing, thermal regulation, cold showers, brown adipose tissue, and Turkish baths. Wow, eating boogers. Now you're speaking my language. <laughs> Joining me today on the Simply Human podcast is the great John Durant, author of the Paleo Manifesto. He's been on the Colbert Report. He's got uh, huntergatherer.com. I believe, uh, did you go to, it was a small, uh, like a two-year school uh, somewhere like in the Midwest. Is that is that right? Where did you go to school? I can't remember. <laughs> yeah, uh, Harvard. Oh, um, right. Harvard, yes. Yeah. That's right. I knew it was something along those lines. <laughs> yeah, so definitely a uh, big, big time uh, school. So, John, thank you for being on the show, by the way, first of all. Sure. And uh, and and uh, you know you were you had the misfortune of sort of being cornered uh, at uh, at a Paleo FX mixer sort of before it all even started by me, and uh, we ended up sort of sort of shooting the bull as they say in Texas uh, for a couple of hours. Then we got to hang out a few more times. I missed your talk on Sunday. Now, I, I have I have a hunch you had had a drink or two before before that evening. Uh, you um, know, I, I, I can neither confirm nor deny whether I saw you there, imbibing. Well, but. I do drink lots of water, and there, you know, whether or not I told some ridiculous jokes, it, there's no proof, there's no video evidence of that, so, um, yeah, <laughs> no one will ever remember that except for, like, the three people that were over there standing watching the, the train wreck <laughs> ensue. Right. Uh, <laughs> now all your listeners hate you. It's like, oh... Let me tell you the funniest joke. Oh no, I'm not. I'm not going to. I'm sorry. I yep. can't. Yeah. Great story. Can't yeah. tell you. <laughs> I know something you don't know. Oh, I used to. I used to hate that. So, all right. Well, uh, we're going to get to a lot of stuff. Paleo effects, your book. But first, will you just sort of give your background, sort of where you started, how you got to where you are today? Yeah, I uh, 
I first studied some evolutionary psychology in college. It wasn't my major, but I ended up writing my thesis under a guy named Steve Pinker, um, who's who's written some some big books in the area. Um, that that gave me the basic evolutionary approach of looking at how humans evolved, um, how our lifestyles uh, over millions of years in a, as foragers and hunter gatherers, and how there's a mismatch between that lifestyle. Um, and how we how we live today, and and how that can be responsible for a lot of the uh, health problems that uh, folks face today. Um, but but at the time, it was more academic. It was more about certain cognitive features of the human brain, and it was less about health, or it wasn't about health at all. Um, eventually, I I left college. I moved to New York City, took a desk job, was in consulting. And like a lot of people, you know, it seemed like my metabolism slowed down. I got less healthy, put on about, oh, about 20 pounds. Um, and it was just looking for a way to feel healthier throughout the day, have higher energy levels. I didn't have any sort of crazy autoimmune conditions or digestive problems. And, and the reality was I could put on 20 pounds and, and it wasn't a huge deal. Um, for me, it was more about energy. I came across an essay by Art Devaney, who was an early figure in, in paleo um, in, in the 2000s, and this, this was 2006, and then I gave it a shot. I thought, ah, oh, that sort of makes sense, mimic what humans do in the wild, and that can probably get you pretty close to the right answer. Um, and I, start, I was in New York. I started a paleo, the paleo meetup group in New York. That got picked up by the New York Times in 2010. That led to an interview on Cold Bear, and that led to a book deal. And now I'm a professional caveman. <laughs> yeah, and you haven't cut your hair. And you know, I was gonna say you probably gained 20 pounds just on your on your head <laughs> with your with your hair. And and I, you know, I'm sort of uh, I have guess I've been influenced by you a little because when I let's see when did Paleo Manifesto came out in September? Is that right? That's right. Yeah. So I bought it like I think I was on like the pre. I, I like I, I it was on a pre-sale or something and I had it before it even came out I was on the cutting edge and back in September I was just growing out my beard and hair and now I've got uh, I've got some shag as they say um, <laughs> you have also uh, been labeled by many as <laughs> not the not the sexist man in paleo as I accidentally wrote you in an email the sexiest man in paleo, um, is that something that you uh, sort of thrive on and maybe use that uh, to line to try to pick up women? <laughs> of all the podcasts that I've ever done, I've ever received that question. <laughs> First, um, the, it was not a woman who gave me that designation. Daryl Edwards gave me that designation. Oh, yeah. um, so, so take that as you will. <laughs> and um, it, it certainly helps me that I look like I look a little bit caveman-ish, you know, the longer hair, the beard, and things like that. It, um, to be perfectly honest, the media is kind of um, kind of predictable, or or it thinks that people are predictable. And so, um, as I've been in New York. They've taken a look at my picture and said, "Oh, right, he he sort of fits the role or the image," um, and and so that's it's it's definitely helped. Well, here's another question that you probably had never received: um, is is for men, is men shaving body hair cavemanish, or is that something that needs to be avoided? <laughs> um. You know, the, I, I, the, for men, the most important, in, in terms of success with women, whether it's long-term or short-term. Which is a caveman men, type of, a, of, a, of an idea, is success with women, yeah. <laughs> right, it's, it's very Darwinian. Um, confidence and attitude is, is more important than anything. So, you know, you could have a guy with low confidence, and he could have... You know, he could have ripped abs and a manicured body, supposedly according to what to what you know certain women desire, and it really wouldn't matter um, because women can sniff out a man who lacks confidence, you know, faster than anything. And um, so, yeah, I, I tend 
I used to be a little bit more, you know, back in college, I'd pay a little bit more attention to, to that sort of stuff. And what I basically found is that even the women who say that they're not as crazy about body hair, <laughs> after I started going out with them for a little while, they changed their mind. Yeah. They're like, it's weird. Like, I used to think it was strange. And there was even a girlfriend who, one of, one of my hairs fell, <laughs> fell in her food. And I don't know whether it was soup or something like that, but she pulled out one of it, a real long hair from the top of my head, and it was in her food. She pulled it out, and she looked at it, and she goes, it's really weird. Because usually I would be totally grossed out by this, but because I know it's your hair, I'm not. Um, and then she sort of threw the hair to the side. So and the day um, continued. Yeah. <laughs> so you know, most um, most women I know don't don't mind um, chest hair. You know, and then it it, it I guess. You know, maybe there's a little more latitude on, on some other stuff, but I, I tend to think the, it's a, if the most important thing that men should be working on is sort of attitude and like general health and, um, and stuff like that rather than, you know, once, once, once the clothes are coming off, you're like, who cares? Kind of, yeah, it's probably dark. The game, anyway. <laughs> the game should be over. Right. Well, you mentioned that women, you know, are good at sniffing out low confidence. They're also good at sniffing out, you know, sweaty mats of hair um, on on a body. So, okay, so moving on from body body hair, um, I missed your paleo effects talk on Sunday afternoon. Um, so, can you sort of give us? But it was it was one that I really was was hoping to see or and, and listen to. So, can you sort of give us the bullet points? Because um, then you I, wanted to see it, you wanted to see it so much that the, you couldn't make that it. I left. Okay. Um, and good. And also, good I, I believe you were working on it like up until like maybe thirty seconds before it started. Is that is that true? I'm always working on my talk up until about thirty seconds before it stops. <laughs> you know, starts. So that that's <laughs> that's fairly common. Um, so my my talk was on the evolution of disgust. And when people hear the word disgust or gross or ew, um, it, many people don't really view it as a scientific uh, or view it disgust as a, a scientifically understood emotion, but it's actually very well understood. Um, and uh, disgust has been described by Steve Pinker as a, quote, intuitive microbiology. It helps, helps us keep... Um, helps us stay away from potential sources of infection. Um, things that uh, universal triggers of disgust around the world are things like bodily fluids and corpses and open wounds um, and uh, things that are, have a rotten smell to them. Um, certain, uh, certain types of sexual, many types of sexual practices, um, things like that. And, and all of these different Things or activities or behaviors are things that that can are, are common uh, vectors for pathogens. Particularly um, if you uh, touch them or put them into your mouth. Um, so 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 basically, disgust isn't simply this this gross out factor. It's it's a um, it's an evolved trait that we can that we can understand. So I went through uh, some of the features of disgust and some of the implications for today. For example, you see that um, in study after study, women tend to have a stronger disgust reflex than men do. Um, this is easily explainable by the fact that throughout pretty much all of history until the last, well, I mean, it's even true today, but women have... Um, a, women throughout all of history, um, for most of history until recently, have either been pregnant or carrying small children. And, um, and they certainly do that, um, are, are pregnant or are around small children more than, than most men are today. Um, and pregnant women and small children are incredibly susceptible to infection. And so it's not so much that women have, quote, weak stomachs. Um, it's more that they have discriminating tastes. Huh. And this sense of disgust actually um, was was profoundly beneficial um, to to women. 
Um, and and it, it's also an extreme case of this would be morning sickness, um, which typically appears uh, during the first trimester in a pregnancy, um, when when women are have a, basically a heightened sense of disgust, which is um, commonly triggered by animal products. Well, animal products um, in, in our evolutionary history um, were more likely to be contain pathogens and they spoil faster. Huh. Um, and and things like that. So so I, I went into uh, into disgust and 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 not just differences between men and women, but how it also influences um, has an influence on veganism and vegetarianism because disgust plays a, a role in a lot of people who who become vegan vegetarians. So so that's that's what a lot of the talk was about. So you what so what you're saying is this is my takeaway from your talk is that when I was in college. I'm I'm kind of one of those guys that likes to if someone tries to gross me out I try to turn around and gross them right back out like even more. Right. So yep. my college roommate was sort of known for pulling out these just unbelievably epically huge and bloody boogers, and oh, so he wiped one of them on uh, on my desk. We were in film. We were, he we played football and and he wiped it on my desk while we were watching film. And everyone was like, "Oh, gross!" And so, what you're saying is, it probably wasn't a good idea that I that I scooped up his booger and ate it. Oh my god! Is that is that what you're saying? Oh, oh, me and all your listeners, like, <laughs> so what me and all your listeners are doing right now is, um, there's a bit of a like a like a wretch feeling in our <laughs> mouth. The mouth actually opens as if to expel an offensive object. And a lot of times people physically move away or move backwards from right. what's going on. So that actually, that was my response as you described you that. kind of moved like away from my, the phone? <laughs> yeah, like get me away from this offending object. And that's the appropriate behavioral response to something that might infect you, is to get it away from uh, your mouth and to move to create distance from it. So, so that's my reaction to you. <laughs> yeah, and You're my an wife. My wife has the same reaction. Anytime I walk in the room, she her mouth opens and she backs away from me. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. I guess that, that explains a lot. Yeah, it does. Yeah, it okay. does. Maybe I should take a Basic shower. Basic hygiene, you know, showering yeah. every day, things like that may that help. would really help that. Um, and, you know, this actually, the jumping jumping ahead on my little notes here, um, sort of this whole idea of disgust and all this sort of goes into your chapter in the Paleo Manifesto called Moses the Microbiologist. Um, so can we talk a little bit about that and how some of these, how you, in your book, how you talk about some of the Old Testament uh, sort of commands that, 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 that God had given to his people weren't just about, you know, do what I say, it was keeping them alive. Yeah, so... Um this was my this is my favorite chapter in the book, and it's turned out to be a lot of people's favorite chapter. Um, it's 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 worth picking up a copy of the book, probably just for this chapter by itself. Um, so uh, this section was talking about what happened after the agricultural revolution. Once people settled down, uh, became farmers, started living in cities, and what happens is infectious disease explodes got a lot more people living in close proximity, no knowledge of hygiene, no sewer systems, a lot of domesticated animals, and it's no surprise that um, pathogens, uh, microorganisms run wild. The problem is that people, germs are invisible, or usually are, and they, they spread all sorts of, through all sorts of ingenious ways, through physical contact, um, through saliva, through a, even through the air it, in certain situations, through water, through liquids, all sorts of things like that. So it's really hard to understand what's killing all these people. Now, um, it's around this time when, when you start to see the emergence of um, Judaism and other religions like Zoroastrianism and a lot of the, these, these religions that sprang up at that time had very strong purity codes and hygiene laws. Um, and if you, if I, I went back and I read the first five books of the Bible, the Torah. The, the Pentateuch, um, yes, yes. What's that? Otherwise known as the Pentateuch, yes. 
That's right. That's right. We have we have a biblical scholar on our hands. Um, the um, now a lot of people, whether they're believers or they're atheists, actually haven't read the first five books of the Bible straight through. Um, and and so I went back and I did this. I I was brought up in a in a Christian family. My father was the uh, was the Sunday school teacher, but a lot of a lot of Christians end up reading Genesis and Exodus and then pretty much skip to the New Testament. Um, so, so when you read, uh, you know, these first five books, um, particularly after Genesis, you realize how, um, how important disgust, how important a role disgust plays in a lot of these rules. And, and you realize that there are all these rules to keep people away from bodily fluids, and sex is viewed as this filthy activity, and stay away from insects and bugs, um, and, and stay away from vermin. And don't and have sex don't with th- animals is a big what's one. That? And I said, don't have sex with animals is a big don't one. Don't have sex with animals. Yeah. We, we sort of laugh at that and take that for granted today as something that is obviously reprehensible and disgusting. Um, some of the worst diseases that have ever afflicted human beings have jumped from um, livestock um, and other domesticated animals uh, to humans. And, um, you know, even, even today in, in, in rural populations around the world, it is more common than most people would like to, would like to believe. And there's and also no in, doubt in my mind. In, that, rural, in rural areas, it is also very common. <laughs> What's that? In in rural areas, like you know, back in backwoods, uh, here, yeah, here in the here in America, it's very common as well. It, it, it's it's and and um, unfortunately, um, it's it's not just uh, sort of twisted, you know, just morally. It's also um, it's also a public health threat because um, what you're basically having is a human being um, in in such close contact and proximity that would be easy for a pathogen to jump from one species to another and then um, cause a lot of disease for other humans who, who were not engaging in that. So, so there's a public health rationale for, um, for discouraging that type of behavior. Um, and, uh, and, and when you look at a lot of the other rules in Leviticus and Deuteronomy and Numbers, um, a lot of them make sense in light of uh, hygiene. Um, so things like hand washing and bathing um, or sterilization by fire or quarantine, all, all those different methods are there. So, um, you know, hand washing is the simplest, most effective form of hygiene ever discovered. And it's effective, it's partially effective even if you're not using soap, even if you're just using water. Um, and, and there are three injunctions, um, in, in the Torah for Jewish people or Jewish priests to wash their hands. And that is, that's a big deal that it, that's in, in, in an era when infectious disease was the number one cause of mortality. If, if there was a way to encourage people to wash their hands multiple times a day, that, that's, that's a, that's a major accomplishment in terms of public health. Do you think there were, you know, in your research, or do you think, do you know, um, that there were other religions or other groups of people that maybe we, we don't know about as much today because they all died because they didn't do these things? Well, um, that's, a, that's a very tricky historical question, um, in large part because there, wasn't, there weren't good records back then. Um, and there were lots of people, there were lots of different groups of people that died out for various reasons. So even when you do know that a group of people died out, um, it's not clear why. Where, where there is good data is um, there have been a number of uh, Jewish scholars, um, particularly in the 19th and 20th century, that have looked at um, Jewish mortality rates in different times and geographies throughout history. And there's a pretty large collection of data showing that in the 19th and 20th, early 20th centuries in, in, in Europe and the United States, um, 
um, Jews would tend to live five to ten years longer than neighboring Gentiles. Um, and, and multiple paper, papers have looked at why, and a major factor um, concerns lower rates of infectious disease. Um, and, you know, there, and, and this, this was true even in areas where Jewish folks weren't prosperous and weren't, um, or, or weren't prosperous at the time. Um, you know, the, the Lower East Side of Manhattan um, was almost entirely Jewish in the, in the late 19th century, early 20th century, and um, even though it was crowded, it was the most crowded area in the city, it had some of the lowest rates of infectious disease. Um, and, 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 and basic standards of hygiene played, played a role in that. Now, the, um, the, insi- the, the insight that hygiene and cleanliness has been important in, Jude- in Judaism is not original to me. That's, that's a very, very old theme. Um, but some of, the, some of the things I tie together in the chapter are, are more original. Cool. And now, as I'm writing down the like the topics for the show, you know, like for the show notes, and and this is this is how it's going to be listed in the in the middle part. It's going to say infectious disease, Sunday school, sex with animals. So that's going to be yeah. that's going to be good. <laughs> well, okay. You can abbreviate it as SWA. That's what they do in the academic literature. Oh, can, really? At a certain point, they're like, well, "I don't want to read about this anymore." Yes. <laughs> cool. Well, I, and so another thing you talk about, and what you have a chapter on thermoregulation, and I'm I'm. And you actually mentioned the Tim Ferriss book, Four Hour Body. And, and actually, I read that back in April of 2011, I think, and started taking cold showers, just, you know, doing the thing where I would get in for like a minute and hold it for a minute and then I would get make it hot. Well, now, four years later, I, I probably take one hot shower a month. And I just wow. and I just get in the shower every morning, and I just turn on the cold, and I take my shower. And like, so what is that? What 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 are the adaptations that go in to being exposed to to cold water? Well, let me back up and and talk about thermoregulation in general for a second. The thermoregulation is how our body regulates its temperature relative to the outside temperature, um, and as mammals. Um, we have this incredible ability as, as, as warm-blooded as warm-blooded animals, i.e., what's technically called endotherms. Um, we we ge- we generate heat um, internally, and that allows us to be um, to be animals that that can be active at during night. A cold time of day, um, cold-blooded reptiles. They're only active when, basically, when the sun is out and when it's hot. All the rest of the time, they they're very inactive. So, so even from the you know the earliest earliest days, just just being warm-blooded is this incredible um, ability where our body is constantly in a state of negotiation with the outside temperature. And we've completely lost that. We, we now lead these temperature-controlled existences where our homes are set at a constant temperature and then our cars are at a constant temperature and then the office is the same. And we've lost that variation and variability that um, we would have faced on a regular basis just through you know, changes of night and day, changes of the seasons, um, things like that. So, um, So one of the... One of the benefits that we could we can you know experience is by intro- reintroducing some of that variability, reintroducing um, some extreme heat, um, and reintroducing some some extreme cold. So so with cold, um, there are a lot of people who have have gotten into some of the some of the cold exposure. Um, it. Uh, yeah, you know, there, there's good evidence that regular exposure to cold increases testosterone levels. Um, so that uh, that may be something that uh, you've experienced. Um, it, it it when certain parts of your body are exposed to um, cold for a long enough period, it stimulates the growth of what's called brown adipose tissue, which is a type of fat cell that um, 
you can really think of it more like a muscle, really, in that the more you exercise it with extreme cold, the stronger it gets. But it, it, it's basically the, the body's way of um, burning, um, generating uh, energy, generating heat very quickly, um, um, you know, when people are shivering or things like that. Um, so it, it's, it's, uh, it seems like something that we probably should have more of, but don't because we're never cold anymore. Um, I know that when I go to the Russian baths here in New York, they have a few different sets of Russian and Turkish baths, which is, which is super fun. And, and incidentally, these were typically Jewish in origin when Jewish, um, immigrants came over here and they brought some of their traditional bathing and hygienic practices. And these, these baths used to be very common all over New York city. And it, it was a cultural ethnic practice to go to these once, once a week and, Oh, and it's also a great way to get clean. Um, so, but I love going to them and we'll do some extreme hot and extreme cold and, uh, you know, for short little bursts, it, it stimulates the appetite. You, you realize that cold, um, your body expends an enormous amount of energy to stay warm, um, and far more than 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 it is required to move the body. That that's a common misperception is that um, we spend all this energy moving and running on treadmills and things like that. Well, you don't actually burn that many calories to move. Um, the the place where you really burn a lot of calories is to stay warm. Right. Um, so, so those are those are just some of the benefits, you know. And the and the other thing is that we don't really know. We don't know. It's it's a cutting edge area. Um, and what I like about this sort of paleo evolutionary approach is that um, you don't always have to know. You, it, it helps you make really smart guesses. You know, the um, okay, well, we can tell that we used to have more temperature variability, and that this temperature variability throughout the day and month and year. Um, humans had experienced for very long periods of time were probably well adapted to it. Um, it probably plays an important role not just in our daily life of circadian rhythms, but also in terms of fat storage and and adaptation to you know to certain temperatures. Um, and we've lost that variability, so it probably is beneficial um, if, for a number of reasons to add it back in, um, even if all the papers aren't out on it yet. Right. Yeah. That's what I like. Like there are no, there are no hot water heaters in the forest. You know, there's water and it's cold. And well, unless, unless you put one there. You're right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I hate that we're, we're coming up on time here and I, I still, I need to have you back on at some point and we need to talk about sleep and, and movement patterns. Uh, because as my listeners uh, can tell uh, why I wanted to have John on as far as, you know, eating like a human, sleeping like a human, moving, enjoying life like a human. Uh, it's, it's uh, you know, very, very in line with the Simply Human message. And it's just a couple more questions. Uh, what do you got uh, working on now? And uh, what, are some, what are some things we can uh, expect from John Durant coming up here shortly? Yeah, I, I've got a lot of different projects I'm working on. Um, now that the book is out, it's given me sort of a platform to explore a few other things. Um, th there's a little TV project that um, that I'm working on with a production company out in LA. Um, not really paleo per se, but but looking at <clears throat> but sort of a, a, it's a neighboring area. Can't really say much more than that. Um, there, I've, I've been helping advise some different companies uh, to succeed in this in this space. Um, I've been helping out EXO, the the uh, Cricket Flower um, protein bar uh, company. Um, I'm helping out another company called Shop Tribe, which is um, basically Costco for for healthy foods. Um, <clears throat> um, so I've I've been you know helping out um, in in some entrepreneurial areas. Um, I have a couple of startup ideas of my own that I've been working on, one in food and one in light. So, um, yeah, there, there's, there's a lot going on in my world and, and I'm sort of figuring out, uh, you know, what I'm going to, what I'm going to focus on. 
Well, cool. And now that uh, the Simply Human podcast is, uh, you know, showing up in the iTunes rankings, uh, it, it, hopefully as you get some some stuff going and you can announce stuff, we'd love to be a platform for you to, to come and promote your stuff uh, as as it happens in the future. And, uh, Great. And, and one, the final question that I ask every uh, every guest that I have on the show is, it was, what is one thing that you do to, to make life more enjoyable or something that you enjoy about life? And it doesn't have to have anything to do with anything that, that we talked about. Um, one thing that I have done recently to make life more, enjoy, uh, more enjoyable is I uninstalled Twitter from my phone. Wow. Um, yeah. I, I was addicted to Twitter. I was realizing I was spending a lot of time on it. Um, a lot of, you know, and then there were often some political things on there and I would feel negative about that. And at a certain point I said, I'm, I'm uninstalling it. And, um, it, it, it has definitely helped. I spend far less time on it and it doesn't immediately sort of send me into, uh, into a negative mood. Um, but it was weird. The first, the first few days after I uninstalled it, I would, grab my phone and look for the icon and it wasn't there. It was like a missing limb. Like a a conditioned Um, response. Yeah. You're just like, Oh, it's, it's, I'm on the subway or I'm, I have two seconds to where I'm not actually actively doing something and like reach for your phone. I kind of do that sometimes with Facebook and stuff. So yeah, that's, and you're, you are, you, you, you were quite proficient on Twitter there for a while. Um, and yeah, that, that is, uh, that does make sense because you haven't been quite as active. You're still active. You still get on and, and do stuff, right. but yeah, but, uh, and it's, it's all good stuff. And I would recommend, uh, he's got about 15,000 Twitter followers. So I'd recommend you uh, following. It's just at John Durant, J O H N D U R A N T. Uh, right. And it's, exactly. it's, uh, it's entertaining always. <laughs> Cool. All right, man. Well, I, I can't believe usually it. usually entertaining, always provocative. There, you, yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> it depends. <laughs> I always find it entertaining, but of course, I'm the guy Good. that eats my roommates' boogers. So, yeah, that's well, right. It's not That's really right. saying much. Well, hey, I can't believe we're out of time. I, I'd love to have you back on in the future, um, uh, and and just love what you're doing. Proud to know you, and and really um, glad and thankful for for the the influence that you've had in the in the primal ancestral health movement. So, thanks for being on the show, and we'll uh, we'll talk to you soon. Thanks, Mark. That was a ton of fun. You're listening to the Simply Human Podcast. All right. Thank you, John Durant. I, we forgot to mention, he was on the Today Show on May 11th, and I will link to that in the show notes as well, talking about the Vibram Five Fingers thing. And you know what? Let, let's talk about that Five Fingers thing uh, on episode uh, 32 coming up, because I have a few things I'm that I want to mention. I'm interested in how you, because I know you're like a disciple. Uh, that's kind of, I know you're a devotee of yeah. the Five Fingers. So. Yeah, we'll talk about that on the next show. Um okay. And oh, real quick, I, I texted you uh, a few days ago. Hmm, he seems like a nice guy. Did you get Did you get <laughs> no. that reference? Of course. Okay, I okay, just make sure. Hmm, he seems like a nice guy. Okay. I say that probably at least once a week in <laughs> casual conversation, and no one ever understands yeah. what I'm saying. It is a Tommy Boy reference. I think Jeff Spakes yeah. might be the only one who uh, who gets that reference. Um, <laughs> okay. We're going to start saying that after every interview we have with someone. <laughs> <laughs> he seems like a nice guy. All right, so thank you, John Durant. You can find him at huntergatherer.com. I'll also have links to that Colbert uh, report uh, YouTube video. It's a, it was a Colbert report, but it's on YouTube. Um, and so, yeah, lots of cool stuff. Links to his book. Everything will be in the show notes. So it is now time for the Humans Being Human segment. You listened to Jeff Rogers, my older brother, uh, on the last show, and we didn't quite get to finish. And so... Uh, coming up on, I guess, part two of the childhood memories is a story that is just, it's, I, I can't believe it, it wasn't the first story that I told. Like when I was like, hmm, what stories can I tell it's that fits this description? It's such a crazy story that like, I think it's probable that like, maybe you guys like blocked it out of your memory yeah, temporarily. Yeah, we talk it about it Because it seems like the, the best, like most wheels off crazy stories I will sometimes forget about. Yeah. And I bet that's what happened. Yeah. Here. Okay. So, and, and a shout out to uh, a hater of the show. Brad Rickatica Holden. People, <laughs> people do care about this stuff. So here's uh, here's Jeff. Okay. So Jeff Rogers joining us again on the Humans Being Human segment. Last time um, he was on, we talked about some 
adolescent boy humor <laughs> and uh so but we had to we had to wrap that one up short and and i believe jeff you had a different or another story that you had thought of would you care to share that with us yeah i do and i didn't i didn't run this by you first i just thought of it when we were talking about um my awkward girlfriend times and because uh, i was like you said i was the uh and and this this story again like many of your other stories has to do with um the human um, the process of of of, of bowel movements. Uh, so <laughs> well, that that goes right along with the the simply human podcast, yeah. uh, as Rick and I have said before, could be renamed the the poop in your pants podcast. No, so. yeah, no, seriously, it could. But <laughs> this is another story about our brother Brad and uh, poor Brad. Oh, I uh, think I know where you're going so, with this. Oh I my think, god, yeah. <laughs> Rick! Oh, Rick, you're gonna die. No, I can't. Okay, I'm, I'm ready. My my laughing pants are on. <laughs> uh, okay, so I was the only one with with like a sort of serious girlfriend, and I would obviously be on the phone all the time, like a like a little pansy. All the time. Having, yeah, like having really having really good times. I would just be in the corner on the phone. Oh no, you hang up. Oh. I don't know what. <laughs> no, I, you're the schmoopy. No, you're the schmoopy. <laughs> You're you're the schmoopy. But um so Mark and Brad would always like come in and try to bother me. Or like pick and, up the uh, phone and try to listen in on the on the yeah, other line, you know. Like, God, seriously, stop it. So one time Brad <laughs> one time one time Brad uh I was in my room. <laughs> oh, I can't believe this one. I was in my room, and uh so I guess I don't know what was going on in his mind. He's like, Okay, the ultimate distraction is if I were to go in there and break wind in, in the middle of his conversation. But I need, to up the, I need to up the ante a little bit. So why don't I just open the door really slow and, then, and, and make it really dramatic so that he will be really distracted. So from my perspective, I see the door <laughs> kind of open up and then Brad jumps and from like backwards, like powdered toast man. I don't know if you know that reference. Backwards with his pants like down around his knees. So, so it yeah, just, it just is naked rear end. Yeah, naked naked rear end. And he's gonna just and he's just gonna rip one and <laughs> jumps it backwards. He's just gonna like just let her rip and <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> instead of just air coming out, this little like torpedo. Uh, her <laughs> shoots, shoots, shoots uh, onto the floor. Like, perfect ending on uh, like skid apart on the floor in front of me, and uh, <laughs> there's a moment of silence, and then both of us just like Derek died laughing. <laughs> <laughs> Like, and for all Jeff knew, that was Brad's. That was Brad's plan. That was the bit. The bit. That that was the, hey, while Jeff's on the phone, I'm gonna go take a dump in his room. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah, that's, yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna jump in there and just poop all over the floor. That'll be the most thing ever. Oh You're man, true. that is great. Oh, what is man. wrong with your family that you never know if it's going to be solid or gaseous? Like uh that seems to be something going on and the jeans like, "Uh-oh, that one's only going to be about 87% gas." Oh, that's like, <laughs> That's like uh when whenever Brad's current wife, whenever like she was first being sort of uh, acclimated to the family, uh, oh, she, man. Was, she was over like Christmas time or something and they were dating or engaged or something and I, I have this talent where I can throw my legs up over my head and, and make myself God. break wind and I was I was doing that and she had never heard it and it was it may have been it was her or she'd me. never heard something like that that's yeah. incredible I can't believe she'd never seen someone do something like that before and we, we, <laughs> she started laughing so hard I think this is what happened I think like she went out in the backyard we had just eaten a big dinner and like had all this like dessert and stuff she went out in the backyard and like threw up she was laughing so hard all I can imagine is like uh christmas time at the rogers house it's like that scene from dumb and dumber like everyone's around the fireplace and you know having a hot toddy <laughs> yeah. and all of a sudden mark yeah. throws his legs over his head and instead of lighting his fart like Jim carrey does he just <gasps> <laughs> just starts like making his like uh manufactured fart noises well, and everyone's like oh, dad, dad jeff, oh mark yeah. uh, jeff i don't know if you remember this but dad you know obviously thought that was hilarious and so <laughs> when i first learned to do that it was 
there were a bunch of like old friends of theirs that were no, over, yeah. like adults. That's what I was just thinking about. Yeah, and so I was gonna like totally sell. I was gonna like run in and like do that and be like the the king of the party, you know, make everyone laugh. So yeah. I come I come running in <laughs> with like a room full of adults sitting around talking yeah. about you know the and, like, the like, presidential like, election. You know, Sport jackets and stuff. Yeah. Like, mm, yeah. So, what about politics? Yeah. yeah, they're talking. They're talking, having an in-depth discussion about like the West Bank and the Gaza Strip, yeah. and like yeah. all like having exactly. a heated, so very I come, intellectual conversation. I come running in, oh, yeah. Yeah. lay down in the middle of the floor yeah. before I before anybody can even like react, and I'm I'm throwing my legs up and start making myself fart, and like, <laughs> and like, not not a smile, not a laugh. Even <laughs> Everyone was just staring at me. Except for Dad, who was obviously like trying not to laugh, but yeah. he realized no one else was laughing. So I was kind of like shaking their heads at me, like "poor boy." How old were you when you did this? I was Please probably you were like nineteen. I was probably thirteen yeah. or fourteen. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, you were old enough, old enough to where it was. By the way, yeah, for, for, for people who don't understand this yeah. talent, uh, it's like you know how someone can make themselves burp. They take in air and they burp it out, and they swallow air and they. T- and they well, Mark can do that with his own rear end, like uh, <laughs> take in air, suck it in through his sphincter bottom hole, yeah. and then immediately like <laughs> fart it out, so he can like cause yeah. himself to just go. And it's, I'm serious; it's like a machine gun. It gets <laughs> <laughs> like over and over again in perpetuity for like a full solid. Yeah. I think we timed you once at like. Three straight minutes well, of doing it. Well, my record yeah. in college was 100. That was always my goal was to get to 100. And, and one time I got to 100. And by the time... And if I laugh, it, I can't do it anymore. So the key well, is... Well, way to aim high, Mark. Yeah. Way to aim high. <laughs> the, the key is, like, no one in in the room can be laughing or I'll start laughing. So it's like, while I'm doing this, it's like complete silence while we're trying not to all laugh, which is really It's hard. like a bunch of guys sitting around like in white lab coats with their uh, clipboards, like stu- studying some scientific model. Like, hmm, we have 30 consecutive farts. I wonder my hypothesis is that we can get to 70 consecutive fake farts. <laughs> fake farts. Uh, well, okay. Were there any, what else, Jeff? Um, I'm trying to think. Well, I had the one where I hit my knee and passed out. Yeah, yeah, do that one, and then, and then that'll be all the time we have on this one. But uh, yeah, yeah, well, I'll just I'll start it off by saying that you have a, you have this weird, well, just tell the story, and then we'll talk about that afterwards. Okay, yeah, but I, I do have to go pretty soon, I think, yeah, unfortunately. Too. Too. But also, I'll just tell this one really quick. Okay. Um, yeah, so I was in high school, and I was uh, I played drums in the drum line and we were practicing after school and we were putting up all of our equipment and everything and um in in this little closet room where all the drums were so the the door to the closet was open and there was drums and equipment everywhere and i i don't know what i was going into the room i guess to put something away and i stepped over like a box or a, a drum case or something and i just hit the top of my knee on the corner of the door super hard it was just like where my full range of, you know, motion was going. It just totally stopped, stopped my knee right <laughs> in the corner, and it like it hurt really bad. I mean, there's been more pain, painful experiences in my life, but it it hurt it hurt pretty good. And and so I like walked into the room. I was like, oh, oh, I was I was going to ask someone for a pin or something. So I went, oh, I walked into the room. I was like, somebody have a pin? Man, I just hit my knee. Oh, and and so. At that moment, the room sort of started spinning, and for for and I, I was like, "Whoa, it's getting really dizzy." And I, I remember I put my arms out to sort of stabilize myself, and the next thing I remember, I'm looking at the fluorescent light on the ceiling, and uh, I'm like completely confused. And then there's about 15 people standing around me, looking like, <laughs> like. Wide-eyed. Totally shocked, like yeah. I just died or something, <laughs> and uh, and so apparently what happened was I hit my knee and then walked in, and um, and then I, when I put my arms out, I guess I passed out and my said my arms just like hit my sides, like fell completely, and I just went forward, Fa- face just first, fell totally like. <laughs> Yeah, face. Yeah, face first. <laughs> I hit, I hit my face like on the wall, like because it was you know 
not that far. So I hit, so bam, 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 hit all these like cases and stuff. And um, <laughs> so, I was on, so I was on my face, just limp, like my arms and legs, like all over the cases and stuff. And then I flipped over real violently, they said, on my back. And this, this, the people said I just started flailing around <laughs> like fish out of water. Yeah, like you hit your <laughs> knee. You didn't like, you know, snort cocaine or something. I mean, uh, it was like. Uh, no, obviously uh, people were freaked out. Yeah. Um, so, and like my eyes were rolling back in my head and stuff. And after a minute of that, of that I like woke up and then I kind of sat up and I was like, huh. Where am I? <laughs> sure, joking around, and they were like, "Oh my gosh, are you okay?" So they stood the me corpse up. The coach is yelling uh, at us. <laughs> <laughs> we got nine one one. So I was sitting there. It was so weird. Um, but yeah, I I felt amazing. I was like super relaxed. I was like, "Oh yeah, I don't know what happened, but I feel pretty good." But then all of a sudden, all these like places on like my shoulder and my stomach and stuff started sort of throbbing with pain where you I like hit on your way down you what like where you hit all the all the wall yeah, and yeah, the, yeah. my shoulders are like oh my shoulder kind of hurts I lifted my shirt there's a huge gouge of like blood like, coming down stuff. <laughs> I was like, oh, okay and i just like i put my shirt back down and like didn't tell anyone and then my stomach I had this huge scrape like all across the front of my chest and my stomach and and uh, uh man it was hilarious. well what, yeah what but, i was gonna say is you had this sort of weird reaction to stuff like you you've done that before where like you'll pass out or, or we need to tell at some point the las vegas uh sweat story you know just world. yeah just weird stuff like that but um but anyway maybe somebody like, write in and say like oh yeah i i randomly that... started sweating profusely for no reason one time for like five minutes yeah. <laughs> 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 i've yeah, never that's... heard of anyone i've never heard of anyone yeah, like that doing was that weird i like, thought you were so dying weird. i thought you were dying yeah well you're not dead and you're here and you need to go and we're uh, almost at uh, like 14 minutes of this so this is perfect so jeff uh brother jeff oldest brother thank you for your time and we will talk to you soon yeah, thanks for having me. Talk soon. Thank you, Jeff. Hopefully, we'll have Jeff back on uh, later. And, you know, hopefully, actually, we'll have a lot of sort of strangers to us on the show here in the in the next few weeks as people will email us humans being human stories. Uh, so keep that in mind. Hum- the, we're calling it the humans being human open. Uh, ah, of, yes. Yeah. So yes. it's open to the public. Please email us funny stories. So it Absolutely. Is, so it is now time for the Simply Human Tip of the Week, which is something you can start doing right now to be a more healthy human. And to, this week's tip is grow something in dirt. We uh, we just, or I just built a 12 by 6 foot raised bed garden in my backyard. We got okra, tomatoes, peppers, cantaloupe. I've already killed the cucumbers. Um, and, uh, and you know, we got just tons of tomato plants and all. And so it's fun every day we go out there, the girls get, get barefoot in the mud and they're playing in the mud and we water it and sort of tend to it. And it's just, it's really fun. If you have a garden, you know what I'm talking about, but it can be a flower. It could be anything you, you can, you can grow tomatoes on the porch in a pot. I mean, you don't have to have a huge garden, but, but just, just the fact, and it, it could be like a seed that you just sprout and it grows up and your kids see it and like, wow, hey, that's cool. And then it dies. I mean, it doesn't, you don't have to like do anything extravagant, but just you kind of get back in tune with the earth and grow something in dirt. I think that's a good idea. Like I'm, I'm, I have no, what's the opposite of a green thumb? I guess a brown thumb. A like brown, I've ever planted, a like brown toe. Rather quickly, but uh, we just, I, I, I feel very encouraged. I planted a bunch of, uh, and it's not food stuff, but like begonias and some Asian jasmine in our, around our tree in the front. And uh, the begonias are thriving wildly. And it's actually, you know what, it's believe it or not, it's kind of a nice feeling when yeah. you plant something and it doesn't immediately shrivel up and die. So yeah. we've actually been toying around the idea of doing some tomatoes and stuff like that. Uh, maybe in the backyard to teach our kids about, you know, how, how food grows and plants and you know all that all that kind of stuff. So this is a good, uh, it's a good little tip. And if you, you've been talking about doing an herb garden, we actually yeah. have a rosemary bush in front of our house that we use for cooking, and it's really awesome. So maybe we'll do uh, some other herbs, basil and I don't know other herbs, whatever you call them. Huh. Yeah, that's uh, it's cool that you have a neighbor that, uh, named Rosemary. Okay, so uh, plant something <laughs> in this, plant something in the dirt. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Simply Human uh, podcast. Coming up next time. It's a conversation with Dr. Mike T. Nelson, an exercise physiologist who I guarantee is more 
Here we go. Is more smarter than you. <laughs> That's what I wrote. <laughs> so he's he's, and he's he not related to Craig T. Nelson from Coach. Oh, right. Because and the first time you told me who we were having on, I was like, "Dude, can we have Dauber on?" Yeah. And you're like, no, it's a different guy. So I Google it. Yeah. And like, oh yeah, that's right. And I, I can guarantee you, he's more smarter than me. Um, yeah, I can also uh, very well guarantee that. All right, find us online at simplyhumanlifestyle.com. Links to the Facebook page, YouTube channel are there. The uh, Simply Human Kids page, Simply Human Moms page are all there. Check it out. Follow me on Twitter at simplyhuman52 and on Instagram by that same handle. Email the show simplyhumanlifestyle at gmail.com. You can email Rick at simplyhumanrick at gmail.com. And please leave us a review. Uh, thank you for those that have good or bad. Any publicity is good publicity. And we, you know, Rick's... Uh, iTunes review drive either just a five star review or a one star review and leave the word no, we'll just put however many stars yeah. before. I don't care but just the word uh, poop or poop or butt I, poop we will, or butt we will accept I would, either I would just like to see one of those to validate my existence on, on planet alright Rick thanks uh, thanks for doing this and we'll uh, we'll see you next week so that's going to do it for this edition of the Simply Human Podcast and remember and everyone was like oh gross and so what you're saying is it probably wasn't a good idea that I that I scooped up his booger and ate it Oh my god. Is that is that what you're saying? Oh. So until next time, enjoy yourself. Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin.